I have had one of those mornings, and it is actually still very, very early as I am speaking. This has been one of those really interesting mornings that I could look at this one of two ways. I have recently found myself doing similar work, but in a different way, and doing this uh, for a different for a different group. I am also finding myself living in a different city, and so a lot of a lot of change has taken place over just the past thirty days. This is not unusual. I realize that it is very common for people to go through a combination of major life changes in a pretty quick fashion, or in a pretty sudden, uh, in you know, in a, in a very sudden way. So I know that I'm not the only one that has gone through this or who will go through this in the future. I know there's many people, and I've had this happen myself in the past. But getting back to what the experience was, I found myself awake in the middle of the night. And after feeling incredibly positive about these changes throughout the process, for the most part, there was admittedly quite a bit of trepidation and, you know, there was quite a bit of uncertainty in advance of this, I did not necessarily have a lot of time to, and thankfully it was probably for the best that I didn't have a lot of time to dwell on all the things that could possibly go wrong. I know as humans, sometimes we have this tendency to want to really get caught up in our thinking about what, you know, and our speculation about what will happen and how things will go and what will happen if things don't go the way that, uh, that we had hoped. And as a result of this, I am now finding myself, I have found myself throughout this process up till now feeling very, you know, for the most part, feeling very positive. There certainly have been moments where there have been little, you know, little feet, you know, little small feelings of doubt that creep up, you know, questioning, wondering, you know, have I made the right choice? Am I doing the right thing? Is this really what I should be doing? Should I really be here? You know, and thus, and I think that's all very, very normal in my humble opinion. I think these are things that that happen, and I think it's normal. I, you know, I think it would be very abnormal for me to expect that I'm going to feel, if I'm generally feeling positive about it, that I'm going to feel positive about it all of the time. And for some reason, and I can't really say why, I can't really point to anything in particular that happened yesterday or the day before that or the day before that in terms of, you know, this experience. And for some reason I have found myself awakening and and I will admit that for much of my life, it has been a very entrenched habit. I, I generally have awakened in the middle of the night and usually do most nights and I'm up, you know, for a period of time. And up until probably I'd say nine months or a year ago, most of that time was spent dwelling in negativity. Most of that time was being completely consumed with fear, with doubt, with uncertainty, with, you know, um, reliving the past. And I would do really, really well during the day. And I think just over years of, you know, sustaining a mindfulness practice that has allowed me to be able to, and there's nothing special about it. This is available to any of us that, I've been able to, for the most part, be really, really aware during the waking hours during the day. And I think maybe what, and there again, I can't really say for sure. I can just speculate. All I can do is speculate that maybe what happened was that there were a lot of these doubts and fears that were deep in my subconscious 
I don't know enough about those things. I know just enough to be dangerous, so to speak. So I don't really want to get too caught up in trying to speculate, you know, what exactly and why that happened. And But after many months of generally, for the most part, waking up and feeling, you know, I wouldn't say that I was always feeling great about everything, but at least I would notice an absence of the darkness that I used to feel. And I could definitely, I've definitely felt a lot lighter when I was up in the middle of the night. But for some reason last night, I found myself there again. And this was, this felt like very, very familiar territory. I knew I had been there many, many times before. So it wasn't incredibly disarming or it didn't induce a lot of fear because I had, I knew very quickly that I became aware that, you know what, I've, I've been here many, many times. I've been this person. I have indulged in these feelings. This was a little bit of a, of a more interesting experience because it, it is related. I think it is related to mindfulness and mindful coping because many times when we find ourselves completely consumed or even just really bothered by it, you know, not at, at, at such a, a deep level, but we are, you know, somewhat bothered by feelings of doubts, feelings of doubt and uncertainty and trepidation and fear. And we, you know, we don't know what's coming next. We're not really sure what to do. And I think those are the times where it's very easy to get caught up in all of our thoughts that we're having about whatever emotions that we're feeling. And what happens is that the more that I think about those things, I know this is going to sound really simplistic and really kind of odd almost, but I found it to be true. The more that I think about these things and the more that I actively think about these things, and if I'm fully invested in those thoughts, the more I'm going to continue to think about it. And it just, it literally just, it just literally is self-reinforcing. The more energy and effort I put towards my thoughts about this and my analysis of it and going back and trying to figure out where, you know, if I feel like I've gone wrong somewhere, trying to figure out where I went wrong and what I could have done differently. And what is the saddest part about that is that the whole time that I'm doing that, I'm lost. I'm not here anymore. And I'm really missing out on any of the good things that are happening right now. And some, and in some cases it's nothing spectacular or extraordinary it could just be something as, while it seems very simple, it's maybe it's very fundamental. I could be forgetting about the fact that I'm able to breathe in and out. And I had a guru one time that taught, you know, I spent a lot, spent a lot of time with that talked about how we take being able to breathe for granted. And it, 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 there really is a lot to that. And I won't necessarily go into all that, but it's just really more of offering up an explanation for this. So, the question remains, what was different about last night? What, you know, what, what did I do in, or, you know, or how, you know, how did I allow myself to be in the midst of, you know, being in this very familiar territory of feeling all these doubts and feeling like maybe I, you know, I was, I was second guessing the choices that I'd made. And so what I decided to do, and it was really strange, I can't say for sure. The only thing I can do is that this is a somewhat of a, a variant of a a thought exercise that a good friend of mine has shared with me numerous times and and I love how he talks about the fact that when we are in the mid when the midst of fear and doubt and uncertainty and we're not sure you know we feel like we're locked up or we don't know what to do and we start trying to think our way out of these things uh, a lot of cases what I find is that the tendency is at least for me to you know feel like I want to shut down I feel like I want to give up and so 
my good friend and I have had this discussion many times and I love how he always says, okay, so you're going to give up and then what? And then what? And then what? And then it's, you know, it's, it's along the lines of really kind of playing this thing out in your head. And for some reason last night I got an opportunity. I've always heard him share this thought exercise and I've always, I feel like I've always gotten it. I've understood it but I've never actually done it on my own. And for some reason, I'm very thankful that he shared this with me because I decided last night, I realized very quickly, and this is, this is where mindfulness comes in. If I am in one of those places where I am really trapped in my thoughts about any fear or doubt or uncertainty or being disappointed in myself or any negative thinking about myself or other people and my relationship to them somehow, what I realize is that, you know, I, if I become aware that I'm doing it, chances are I'm not going to buy into it nearly as much and hopefully not at all. That would be the ultimate. It doesn't always necessarily work out that way. It just really depends on where we are and how deeply entrenched that we are in these, these thoughts about what we're feeling. But I know that any awareness is much better than no awareness. I know that even if I cannot, you know, completely be aware of the depth of what I am doing to myself, at least if I can, at at the very least, put a stop to the fact that I'm identifying with myself as the victim, that somehow, you know, I, you know, I'm identifying myself as the person who's made wrong choices and that I'm identifying as the person who's fearful and uncertain and filled with doubt. If I can at least, it, it, it just, if nothing else, be able to see that that's not really who I am, that I'm much more than that. There's so much more to me and there's so much more to this life that I'm living than this. And so I, that's really where I'm going with this today is that I want to be able to be more aware. And the only way I can be more aware so that I don't get caught in these things and that I don't get stuck there. And then I'm basically somewhere else. I'm not even here anymore when I'm doing this. I can't really enjoy any of the things, the good things. They're the, even the simple joys in life because I'm too busy over there you know, completely caught up in my thinking about this and identifying as this person who's going through something. And a lot of it is in my head. A lot of it isn't really happening or hasn't happened and may not happen. So that's really where the benefit of mindfulness is that it's, you know, it's very easy to get caught up in these things. It's very human. I definitely do want to be very compassionate with my, you know, towards myself. I want to be very kind and gentle to myself because this is, you know, I don't want to beat myself up emotionally. And I also don't want to delude myself into thinking that I can somehow, if I do something enough, that I can get to a point where I'm living a life of permanent bliss or happiness where I don't have to contend with these things anymore. When I began mindfulness practice, there was, you know, the belief that somehow this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to reach enlightenment and not have to struggle this way. And I've, you know, it's taken me a good number of years to learn that, you know, since we are human, we're constantly oscillating emotionally and we are no, no, you know, despite our best efforts, at least for me, I found and many people I've taught and many people that I've worked with and visited with about this, that we're going to find ourselves there sometimes despite our best efforts. And so that's really where the coping aspect of this comes in. If I'm going to cope mindfully, I'm going, first of all, I know I'm going to need to practice being more aware and that could be, there's a lot of different ways to do that, but it ultimately is the one that's best for each of us that allows us to pay more attention to what it is that we're thinking about what we're feeling. And if I can do that and not believe everything I'm thinking about what I'm feeling, 
then I don't have to get caught up in my, you know, the, 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 the thoughts about wanting to withdraw from life. I don't, I know when I'm not feeling good about myself and I'm beating myself up emotionally and wrapped up in all of these fearful thoughts and I'm filled with doubt, I'm certainly not going to do my best. If I feel doubtful about something or if I'm thinking, see, there we go. I did it again. It's very easy to do that and say, if I feel doubtful, I don't think there's any such thing in my mind as feeling doubtful. I'm thinking doubtful. And I realize it's just a choice of words. But for me, that really helps me to be able to, to kind of keep it real and to be able to hold myself accountable about, about my thinking that's really my needless thinking that's really not doing me any good. So what I really want to be able to do is if I want to cope the most in the most effective way I can, I know I can't do that. I can't do the best work that I'm capable of doing. I can't be the best human being I'm capable of being if I'm busy wrapped up in all these thoughts about whatever doubts that I'm having. I don't, I will say this. I don't think that there is anything unnatural or wrong about having doubts. I, you know, for me, and I realize every person has to decide that for themselves or they don't have to. But ultimately, that's what we end up doing. That's the human experience that, you know, doubts are very, in my mind, are very normal and natural. And, you know, there again, this gets into, you know, a lot of it, you know, you can overanalyze, you know, you know, can you feel doubt or do you think doubt? Well, I don't know the exact answer to that, but I know for me that the more that I can identify with doubt as a thought and patterns of thought and habits of thought, the better off I'm going to be because I don't, I won't get carried away with it as much and I won't identify as the doubtful person or the person that's filled with doubt or, or with fear or with uncertainty or with shame or guilt or any of the negative emotions that we can put ourselves through. And so what I did in, in the middle of the night, thanks to my good friend that had taught me this, I, I started really playing that game with myself. And it wasn't, you know, this wasn't, you know, I guess it really was, I guess I look back at it now and it was very lighthearted because I felt at that point I was already trapped. I already found myself, I became aware that I was caught up in this thinking, but then by actually just beginning to ask myself the question, you know, what are you, what are you going to do? And that is really what it comes down to. Okay. I, you know, I'm trapped in these thoughts. What am I going to do? And very well, the best choice for me may be to literally just be, you know, instead of trying to to escape this and try to divert myself away from it or distract myself with something else, the best, the very best thing for me to quote unquote do would be to just be, to just breathe in and out, to just actually sit with these, these feelings, these emotions that I am experiencing and the thoughts that are going along with them and allow them to dissipate. That may be very well the best thing for me to quote unquote do. So the question, you know, it's almost like it's a game of questioning. Okay, what are you going to do? You know, what do you think you're going to do? What do you feel like you're going to do? And clearly, you know, what I wanted to do was withdraw. I can feel that physical contraction of where you're, you know, kind of wrapped up in a ball and the covers are over, you pull the covers over your head and you just, and I'm not saying it could be literal, but it's, it could also be figurative. It's just a matter of, you know, you know, withdrawing from what I would normally do. I certainly don't want to go out and meet new people and, and try to be my genuine self who, you know, who I really am, not who I want people to think that I am if I'm not feeling good about who I am. And so I know that when I am really wrapped up in this and identifying with these thoughts, it is going to lead to me withdrawing from life. And it could be a complete withdrawal. I've been that guy before. I've literally done that over long periods of time. And it just, those thoughts just continue for days and weeks and months. And we continue to buy into them. 
Uh, or it could be, you know, it could be a few minutes. It could be an hour. It could be a day. But whatever it is, whatever, however long I choose to spend withdrawing from life and from other people and not really making the best efforts that I'm capable of making, I know that, I know that I'm hurting myself, I'm hurting others, and I'm not really doing my part. And there again, that's not to make myself feel guilty or to feel any shame. It's just, it's just really, as, as I heard someone once say once, it's neither good nor bad. It just is. And that's really the way that I'm looking at this. And I know that I can't really feel good about myself. I can't feel any fulfillment in life. I can't really feel good about me in a healthy way unless I'm trying to be the best me that I can be. And sometimes trying to be the best me I can be means just being some and kind of, you know, altering that balance between being and doing and being true to myself. So I spent, you know, a good, a good period of time overnight, literally kind of, you know, using this thought exercise. And it was so interesting because as I did this, it was just as simple as, okay, you know, if you're really doubtful about this, you know, what are you going to do? Are you going to stop doing this work? You know, so then, so then what? And then, and it's just, and there again, I don't want to go through all of these gyrations. I think that it's pretty easy to, I think everyone can see, you know, where I'm going with this, but it's, and I think everyone has their own version of the answers to this question. And then what, and then what are you going to do? And then when that happens, then what are you going to do? And I will say this, the most important part about this is I certainly don't want to do this if I am overly serious. I mean, if I am so completely wrapped up in this that I can't see anything else, that I'm not open to the fact that this is me doing this to myself, I don't know if I would recommend this. And I'm really not recommending it at all. I'm just, this is just something that I'm sharing that has worked for me. But it's interesting how I found myself very quickly coming to the conclusion that I can, you know, I have these doubts, I have these fears. I feel this uncertainty. I'm not sure if I've made the right choice. But then again, are we ever really sure we've made the right choice? See, there again, there's the questions that start. Uh, But I think it's healthy. I think, you know, I I feel myself when I'm asking those questions, I can feel myself physically loosening to a certain degree. And as I asked that question, it was odd. There was a smile on my face. But I think that is a sign that as I ask those questions, it just allows me to not buy into this so much, to not take this so unbelievably seriously. I don't know that taking this all so seriously. And there again, I don't want to say that life is a joke. It's certainly not, in my opinion. But I think if I can just lighten it up even a little bit, just change the game just a little bit, that it can really make such a difference. And I know that with mindfulness practice, it's allowed me to be able to laugh at myself more, to laugh at the predicament that I find myself in, not to be irresponsible and not to be a fatalist, but really just to be able to just see life as it is. And that sometimes, you know, we find ourselves in these predicaments and being able to laugh a little bit at our humanness makes it a little bit easier to actually cope that I can, if I'm loud, at least if, and I've heard people say that before, at least if I'm laughing, I know I'm going to be okay. And I have, I've known many people who have shared that with me and I've seen them in the midst of some really deep stuff in the middle of some really difficult stuff that there's this ability to just kind of laugh at ourselves a little bit and how, you know, at how seriously we're taking all this. And uh, I think everyone knows for themselves, you know, when that's appropriate and when it's not. I certainly don't want to tell someone to laugh at their predicament because I there's no it's not, it's disre- I think I feel like it's disrespectful, and I really can't know exactly what it is that they're going through. So it's not something that I'm going to go around trying to encourage people to do. I'm just sharing the fact that in this case, 
it has helped me and I know that the more I practice mindfulness the more I'm aware that this is really a lot of what I'm what I am thinking that I'm feeling are really just things that I'm thinking then I've really got the ability to be able to see what I'm doing to myself and to be able to hopefully not continue to do it and not to be you know this is not about you know this is not really I guess I would I've said this before this is not really about self-improvement it's really just about being my best self. It's, you know, I'm not trying to brute force any change. I'm just trying to be more aware of what it is that I'm doing to myself. How do I hold myself back? What is, how do I get in my own way? And if I can figure out and get more insight into that, then I can kind of get out of my own way. And so it's not really about trying to be this better person that doesn't struggle with these things because I played that game for a long time. I took that trip. And uh, it didn't lead to much of anything other than my desire to want to transcend these things. And every time I found myself back here again, trapped in these thoughts about these negative emotions, I just felt like I was a failure. I felt like I failed. And at some point I realized this is not really about succeeding. What it is, again, is just about trying to be the best person that I can be and be the most aware that I can possibly be. Because then I can really be aware of all the good things that there are. And there are so many of these things going on that it's very easy to lose track of. And I think everyone can experience whatever those things are for themselves. And I think it's probably different for each one of us. But getting back to all this and wrapping all this up, what I would say is that being able to catch myself and and be aware that I'm having doubt, that I'm having these thoughts of doubt and fear and uncertainty, and that I was able to play this out, so to speak, to its furthest extent. I was able to, you know, sometimes that, you know, kind of feels like what I refer to as the monster. And when you see the monster and you're able to kind of, you know, quote unquote, cut it down to size or shrink it down to size, that's really what this questioning exercise was about. And I was through, through doing this, I was really able to kind of breathe a little more. I was able to finally relax and realize, you know, what am I going to do tomorrow morning when the sun comes up? And now I'm up and here I go again. I'm, you know, it's early in the morning and I'm starting and I'm going to continue to do what I have been doing because I somehow I, I intuit that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm open to if there are any signals or if, you know, I'd be, I, you know, if I become aware that it, this is something I should no longer be doing and that I should make it, make changes, I just want to trust that I'll know when it's time for me to know. And in, in the absence of that, I'm going to continue to do my best and make the best efforts that I can. And most importantly, show up and actually try to do the best I can do. Uh, this is nothing extraordinary. There's nothing special about it. It's, you know, we're clearly all capable of doing this. And I know many, many people every day do this in one way or another. And uh, it's, it's, it seems very simple. But in some ways, though, it may be the greatest victory that we experience as human beings, that we can actually start a new day and be willing to go into this and uh, and not take it all quite as seriously as we have in the past and to actually be able to be a little more aware of how we get in our own way. And that's, that's really where the mindfulness practice and mindful coping practice have made a difference for me and certainly hope that it does for others.